0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at at fantasyfootballcbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back. We missed you here on Fantasy Football Today. No Monday show. We did have a Saturday show. It was awesome. And uh, I am in studio here. I am Adam Acer with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. Sleepy, sleepy group today, huh?
1: Get get this sleepiness out of my system. It's Tuesday. Hi. There's football on Thursday. There is. There's football on Sunday. There is. Fantasy is here. And Monday. The drafts are... Yeah, yeah, we got two games on Monday, too. Fantasy is here, and it's time to kick some ass in our fantasy leagues, take some trophies, take everybody's money, make everybody feel bad, but us
0: feel great! Yes. We had a really awesome telethon on HQ yesterday. I hope you watched it. Heath and I had the coolest assignment. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings eating delicious food and doing a draft and reporting like twice an hour. Dave and everyone else had much tougher assignments.
1: I don't know how tough mine was. I got to hang out with a bunch of guys that I used to start in fantasy back in the day. Well, varying times did, of Did my you life. have
2: Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I, didn't, oh, okay. I did not. Okay, teriyaki. So
0: good. Oh. So good. Yeah. Great times. Did you
2: have wings, beer, sports? <laughs> I had sports.
0: We raised had, thirteen thousand dollars yesterday. For Unbelievable. St. Jude's. Unbelievable. So we want to thank everybody who contributed to that.
1: Including Ray Martinez, who is a diehard podcast listener who pledged $250 wow. to win. He didn't really win, he pledged, and so he received um these cornhole. Oh yeah! Did you see these things? <laughs> yeah, the boards. the cornhole boards with my face on them. <laughs> so you throw the beanbag right into my my mouth, basically. Yes, quite and fun. So, uh, are
2: the beanbags pizza? No, I, I actually
1: suggested. I actually suggested that they go out to like one of those pet shops and they go buy those like squeaky dog toys that are like burgers. And oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Whatever else, and you throw that into my mouth. That would have been much better. Or, we actually yeah. use footballs. Guess who was the first one to get the football through my mouth? Who? Me. Oh, nice. I got it I got it in the hole first. I win.
0: All right. So anyway, today we're going to talk a little bit about the waiver wire. We're going to take a look at who you could stream in week one. But obviously, obviously, we have Le'Veon Bell news. We have the Jarek McKinnon news. We have Royce Freeman being named the starting running back for the Broncos. Yay. It's all right. I've got Le'Veon Bell. If you listen to the end of the show, you hear that tune all the time. But uh, I don't think I'm going to play it today because we don't have Le'Veon Bell as of right now. He has not reported Yesterday we did that draft. Heath and I was, you know, it was actually we're playing it out. Oh, I'm going to try to give my team away. Because I have too many teams. What? Down. Come on, man! Too many These teams. people
2: give away their time to help raise money for St. Jude's. The least we can do is play in a league with them.
0: Okay, you're right. So uh, you told me you were not moving Le'Veon Bell down, and I took him third.
2: Yeah, I. I may change my tune by the time we podcast again. If we get to Wednesday morning and Le'Veon Bell is still not in Pittsburgh, then I'd get a little bit more nervous. But I just I didn't expect him to show up on Labor Day. I mean, it's a holiday weekend. Who works on a holiday weekend? He's barbecuing. He was really busy. He was at the beach on Sunday, I think, spending time with his family, getting ready to touch the football 440 times once again and be the best running back in football. So
1: I was ready to make today. Tuesday, the drop-dead day, and start moving Le'Veon down a lot. And Marquise Pouncey came out and said that you can, quote, count on Le'Veon Bell showing up by Wednesday. That was an NFL media tweet that said that. But then they asked him, did you hear from Le'Veon? Did he tell you that? And he goes, no, it's just I know Le'Veon. That's what he's going to do. So that's going to buy another day. So if Wednesday comes and goes and Le'Veon Bell is still holding out, then I'm going to get, like, grandma-style worried. And, oh, where's Le'Veon? I'm, you know, I want him to play. I want yeah. him on my fantasy team. And if he's not there, then um, I'm going to freak out and try and get James Conner.
0: James Conner is 45% owned in CBS Sports Leagues. Now, you go back to 2016. D'Angelo Williams played four games without Le'Veon Bell. He had 26, 32, 8, and 23 carries and 17 total catches. That's, that's a lot of catches in those four games. He scored 28, 18, 4, and 20 fantasy points in non-PPR in those four games. So that was D'Angelo Williams at the end of his career, scoring 18 or more fantasy points in non-PPR and averaging four catches per game. In three of those four games, he scored 18 or more. The other game, they got blown out, and he he didn't get that much work. Is it as simple as James Conner would get a ton of work if Le'Veon Bell misses time?
2: Yes. No.
1: I say yes. Define ton. This kind of works. the last one that year, Last
0: got? year, Week 17, Le'Veon did not play. Stephen Ridley got 17 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown They're, at the Browns, who happen, or home against Browns, happens to be their Week 1 opponent. All on right, and
1: that's where the Steelers are just trying to, like, kill the clock and end a game because it's like a fourth preseason
0: game. Actually, I think that was a pretty close game. They almost won the Browns, and they did But if
1: Stephen Ridley is playing then that means the game meant nothing to the Steelers. Oh, it
0: didn't. They, they sat their starters. Right.
1: So that's uh, they don't care if they win or lose that game. They're giving Stephen Ridley a run. Do I think that Connor could get close to 20 touches? Yes. Do I think he can get 26, 32, 8, and 23, the types of numbers that D'Angelo got in that four-game span? I think he'll fall short unless he plays better than they think he would. And if he does, let's just say Le'Veon doesn't show up in the first week. James Conner does great. Could, could the, the Steelers entertain trade offers? Could they rescind the franchise tag and just let Le'Veon Bell walk if they believe in James Conner? There are wide-ranging implications every day that Le'Veon Bell does not show up to Steelers. Game
2: I'll game. just say I've got the Steelers projected for 30 running back touches in Week 1.
1: No matter who who's there.
2: I that's what I think they're going to have around 30 touches. I, they've got a positive game script. They're projected to get five and a 5.5-point favorite. They're going to score a bunch of points. 27 30 somewhere in that range.
1: I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Browns yeah. are going to be very hyped to play. For sure. I
0: think 30 touches for the running backs even Leveon is going to be too much in that game. Leveon has averaged 21.5 and 21.4 carries per game in his last two seasons, then throw on the, you know, 80 catches per season. Uh so he's probably like a what, 26 touch guy. I don't yeah, yeah, about 26, 27 touches per game. He won't get that in week 1 even if
2: he shows up today.
0: Right. Um Connor is 45% owned. Is he is he a must own or only for the Levion owner? Is there another Steelers running back that might factor in? And well, let's wrap up our Steelers discussion. No, here. I don't
1: think there's another Steelers running back. I think Connor is the guy and he should be 100% owned. So if he's out there on your waiver wire, uh consider somebody that you took with a late pick to to cut and and put on Connor and said, until we know more about Le'Veon. You might end up doing that. You might end up picking up Connor as soon as today, and then by Friday, he's off your team.
2: Just to clarify, when we say 100% owned, that, that means he should be owned in every league. There is a team in your league that should own him. It does not necessarily mean that you should own him. Right. You may be in a situation where your worst running back is Peyton Barber, Chris Carson, Matt Breida. I'm not dropping any of those no. Level of guys. No, not those, and, but and CJ are, Anderson? CJ Anderson, I would drop for him. Okay. Even uh, if you didn't own Bell. Even if he didn't own Bell, yes.
0: Even right. if you didn't need Week One running back, because it's it's unlikely that Connor is a fantasy mainstay. But what?
1: Well, but there's a chance. You really think
0: they trade Le'Veon Bell? No, I no. don't know if Le'Veon Bell is showing wanna up. But you want to take You want to you want to at least give yourself the possibility to pick up James Connor lottery ticket. It's a thank you. Okay. It's a lottery ticket. So
1: yeah. So C.J. Anderson would be a guy that I would get rid of. Uh, Nick Chubb. If I don't have Carlos Hyde, I would trade in. That I'd rather have Chubb. Ticket. I'd rather. I'll, I'll trade in the Browns lottery ticket for the Steelers lottery ticket. Geo non PPR. I would have their geo. Uh, give me give me Connor. Uh, uh, Matt, Ty Montgomery is another one.
0: Al, Alfred Morris. That's what I was going to say. He's only 59% owned. So if you're going to pick up a running back, would you pick up Alfred Morris or James Connor?
2: It's Morris for me, unless I own Levy on it. It still might be Morris. It's Morris.
0: All right, let's get into the 49ers situation then. Jarek McKinnon. Oh, man. He tore his ACL. Stinks. Heath and I did talk about this on Saturday night on Ion Fantasy Football. Uh, Matt Breida, full go for week one. He's going to split carries with Alfred Morris. Breida's 74% owned. Morris is 59% owned. Just break it down. What do you guys think about this situation now?
1: Welcome to Tandemville, which is where we might have ended up being anyway if Jarek McKinnon couldn't hack it on first and second downs in San Francisco. But this clearly opens the door for both of these guys to get a decent amount of work. Here's how I view it. I think Alfred Morris is a perfect scheme fit I think he's close to 30 years old and not quite the dynamite player that he was back in Washington. I think Matt Breida far more upside. He's younger. He's more explosive. He's got better hands. He's a, he's had, like, twice as many catches last year as Alpha has averaged over the course of his career on a per-year basis. And what we will probably see to begin the season is Morris on first and second downs, Morris at the goal line, Breed on third downs, plus, like, second and long. Breida in the two-minute drill. And if Breda shows that he's more explosive
2: than Morris, which I think he is, and he gets that opportunity off of handoffs, he's got a chance to be the lead back. Yeah, I think there's a better upside and a better floor for Breida. When we're talking, if, if you still have a draft left, I would much rather draft Matt Breda than I would Alfred Morris, where it gets interesting, I think, is week one. Because I I do think there's a good chance Morris has more carries and has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than Breida does in Week One. Really, this is also though the type of game. Well, you I mean you said you think Morris handles first and second down, Breida handles third down, and if I don't think carries. either of them
1: are scoring in Week One against Minnesota. Well,
2: they're gonna score a touchdown. You don't think you're getting shut, shut out? No,
1: the four, the ers ers might score a touchdown. It might be through the air. It's an easy I, week I to get Garoppolo. away from them, isn't it? It's a great and week to get happens. away from them. Yeah, but not if, not if you had to start one, I'm starting Breida, not I'd Morris. I'm
2: definitely starting Breida and PPR. I think I just barely perform perform, Alfred <laughs> Morris. But I'll tell you what, in, in week, non-PPR.
1: In week two, I'm flipping because they've got Detroit at home. Yeah. And we're not, we'll get into that next week. But Morris should have a much better chance of having a good game then.
0: I don't know that we feel like Morris has, like, huge upside, but Matt Breida, if you were drafting right now, what round would you take him in? Because, I mean, I feel like, at least in this room, I, I guess there's some disagreement within the fantasy community. I feel like we, we like Breida, and we yep. feel like he's got a great opportunity here. And even when Carlos Hyde was the lead running back with Jimmy Garoppolo the last five games of the season, Breida got 12 or more carries in four of those five games. He was pretty involved. As Heath pointed out yesterday, they ran a ton of plays I'm not sure we can expect that, but they really they gave the ball to both guys a lot. We like Breida; he had a really good rookie year. He's involved in the passing game. I think he's got a a potential for a big year. Whereas I don't know that we feel that way about Morris. Where would you draft these guys right now? Where do you have them ranked? You know, season long. What do we think?
1: I've got Breida on the fence of round seven and round eight. In, uh, Agreed PPR. completely. And what about Morris? Just behind him, not that far.
2: It's- yeah, I, I probably, especially in PPR, I don't have as much interest in Morris. Uh, so in PPR, I'm probably looking like round 11 for Alfred Morris. In non-PPR, I could see round 9.
0: Would you rather have Adrian Peterson or Matt Breida?
2: Definitely Breida in PPR. Yep. In non-PPR, it's really, really close.
0: Would you rather have Chris Carson or Matt Breida?
2: Carson. I'll take Breida.
0: Okay, how about Marlon Mack or Matt Breida? Ooh. Mack. Mack this is for the season (laughs) yeah somebody told us that we need to take a clip of heath going "Uh," and like make a a soundbite of that because that is his thing i don't know if you've noticed that
2: some of these questions you ask me adam i will say brita
0: brita okay all right, but that's the range we're talking here, you know, the Marlon Mack range, the Chris Carson range for Matt Breida, and then a little bit later for Alfred Morris. Royce Freeman, well ahead of these guys. He's the Denver starting running back. He went in the PPR draft that we did yesterday, Heath, 12-team PPR draft. He went with the second pick of round three yes Second early pick. round
2: three and that's how we uh, came up with the moniker crazy Igor yeah because he, uh,
0: he went running back running back running back in a PPR draft with his first three picks
2: and Freeman was the third running back at the start of the third round that scares me a little bit I'm excited I'm glad that they've named him the starter I still think week one it's about a 60 40 split in terms of carries. I still think Booker probably gets more work in the passing game in week one. I'm hopeful that by week four or five, we just see Royce Freeman as a bell cow back. I think that's what he should be. But I would not take him at the start of round three. The 3-4 turn when you get into that Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Alex Collins range, maybe then you start considering him, but I still have him behind those guys.
0: The Saints released Jonathan Williams, now he's on their practice squad. They have Boston Scott. They now have Mike Gillisley as well. They open with Tampa Bay, then Cleveland, at Atlanta, at the Giants, before Mark Ingram comes back. By the way, I did not give this stat out, but just in case you're wondering, if you own James Conner and he is a factor in Week One, the Cleveland Brown, the Cleveland Browns allowed the fewest yards per carry to opposing running backs last year.
1: That's something. Teams threw all over them. They were very bad against the pass,
0: but they were still good against the run. They I mean, were technically. It wasn't just like, hey, they gave up. They didn't give up a lot of fantasy points because nobody ran on them yards per carry the fewest yards per carry to running backs last year was pretty interesting
1: how many rushing touchdowns did they allow last year two uh, running backs I'm not sure would you like the answer
0: sure I'm gonna so, give you the answer in I'm gonna about guess 10 seconds I'm gonna guess 12. I'm gonna guess 18. nine so how many fantasy points they must have been pretty good in fantasy points allowed to running they backs.
1: were 3.3 3 yards per carry allowed and nine touchdowns most of them came at the end of the year they actually started last season. Strong. They didn't allow a touchdown to the Steelers in week one. And then uh, in their next one, two, three, four, five, six games, they only allowed two rushing touchdowns.
0: They, uh, they gave up the 11th fewest fantasy points to running backs. They were a little vulnerable, the Browns, to, uh, in the passing game. 47 yards per game allowed to, uh, to running backs and in the passing game. Anyway, let's talk about the Saints, guys. Is there any running back you want on this team right now other than Kamara. Kamara and in- oh. other than Kamara and Ingram? Any running back you want on the Saints?
1: I don't think they know what they're they're doing. <laughs> I don't think they know what they're doing. They they know that Alvin Kamara is going to be their top guy. And I bet Kamara has at least two games in this stretch without Ingram with 20-plus touches. I think Touches, I think,
0: yeah. Carries? No.
1: I, I don't think... I, I, it depends on how the games go. But I think this proves that yeah, you know, there's talk that Boston Scott's gonna be on special teams returning kicks and punts. I, I think that they're just gonna load up Camara and say, you know what, we
2: don't really have that second guy.
0: Is it worth using a roster spot on anyone else for you for fantasy? I errors? say no.
2: Yeah, I don't really think so. Gillisley would probably be the guy I would lean towards. I mean, Scott should be owned in Dynasty Leagues for sure. He should be I could understand a deep keeper league owning Boston Scott. But I I my expectation of what's going to happen in this game is Gillisley's probably going to have a decent chance to get 8 to 10 carries late in the game. I think Saints are going to just crush Tampa Bay. Um Scott may catch a few passes. The one thing they clarified is they didn't have much interest in throwing the ball to Mike Gillisley, which is good because He doesn't have much interest in catching it. (laughs) But I I don't think it's a situation where if they're grinding the clock out in the fourth quarter of a two-score game, they're giving Alvin Kamara an extra 8 to 10 carries. There's just no reason to put that workload on him.
0: A few more news items here. We're also going to read your emails, at cbsi.com. We'll take a look at the most added list. I do want to mention that uh, if you download the podcast, read the descriptions, you notice I put the time codes in to help you out. Wednesday, for this, I know it sounds weird, but for the month of September, we're in September, right? So far. For the month of September on Wednesdays, you probably will not have time codes in the descriptions. I apologize for that. Uh, and today, And this Wednesday you will, but not today. So uh, bottom line is Chris is going to edit and post this for me and you know, because I have to do baseball, blah, 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 whatever. Wednesdays are normally going to be a problem. This week it will be Tuesday. So sorry that no time codes in the description. Uh, the Charger signed Antonio Gates. Anybody care? Nobody cared about that? Useless. Uh, maybe maybe it's useless. Maybe a
2: slight downgrade for the uh, the Williams
0: non-brothers, Tyrell and Mike. Oh, yeah. Okay, Antonio Gates. Um, I thought we were still talking about the time code thing. Last two games of the season without Hunter Henry, he had 81 yards and a touchdown at the Jets. He had four catches for 46 yards against the Raiders, so one good game, one bad game. He's touchdown dependent. He is. He is a tight end. He is uh, only 9% owned,
1: Mr. Gates. I'm not picking him up unless Eric Berry is out week one and I'm streaming tight ends.
0: Right. Could be a really good matchup. What's the deal with Berry? He's got a heel issue, and there is no guarantee he will play. The Bears acquired Khalil Mack. Are they a must-own DST? Maybe after Week One. Yeah, I moved him in my number
2: ten type defense. I don't know where you moved him. I maybe? got him twelve, twelve on the season. Yeah, it's huge. It
1: is huge for them, and the city is just on fire. After, like the Bears are relevant because of this trade that they made. But I don't want to start them Week One. This
0: is the Great Chicago Fire. Yeah, except
1: this one's better because <laughs> better. cows aren't going to die. Oh, yeah. um, Always a good thing. The the defense is going to be. Just way better. You're. They already had a lot of good young talent. They have a great defensive coordinator, and now adding Khalil Mack to that is great. This is good for Jordan Howard, too, because now I think this Bears defense is going to be competitive. It's going to mean
2: closer games. It's going to mean more work for the run game, and, and game script is going to help Jordan Howard out a lot. And speaking of the Bears, there was another piece of news that caused me to move Trey Burton up just a little bit in my rankings. Adam Shaheen going to start on IR. And so there's not really any concern about whether he's splitting tight end targets. I have him ahead of Evan Ingram now, still behind the rest of the guys. I'm
1: telling you, it's not going to matter. Trey Burton isn't your traditional tight end. Shaheen is. And even with Shaheen on the shelf, they're going to use somebody like Deion Sims in that that traditional
2: tight end role. He just won't play that much. They're less likely to throw the ball to Deion Sims than Adam Shaheen.
1: No, they're just as likely to throw to both of those guys. They're both neither one of those yeah, guys don't, are like don't big time players that. in the offense. I think the talent of the player in the position determines how much they get targeted. Just think of Trey Burton as a receiver, not as a tight end. You'll start him at tight end, which is great,
2: but he's he's, well, he's a, a wide receiver. receiver. I wouldn't want to draft him near a Well, so no, no. he's
0: not a left tackle. If Trey Burton were a left tackle, the Panthers might have interested him because Matt Khalil is going to start on IR. So how are we feeling about the Carolina offensive line right now? And and the you know the offensive weapons as it relates to the offensive line
2: I'm still a little nervous about Christian McCaffrey as a high end number two second round pick, and then certainly as a first round pick, just
1: because of the line
2: partially because of the line and partially because like he wasn't very good running inside last year,
1: no, but he's just he's he's looked great, he looks stronger, he's still just as fast as he was last year, and I think the Panthers are just gonna say. Christian, this is your gig. You're going to get a lot of work. You're probably going to have a lot of runs for like one and two yards, but you're also going to have a lot of catches for five, 10, 20 plus yards.
0: I mean, we have, we I, have, I love the upside in the past made excuses for Cam Newton about his offensive line. You know, we, we, he's struggled when he has not had a good offensive line. I know they're trying to sort of revamp the offense for him and get the ball out quicker and all that, but he's such an inaccurate quarterback that I don't know that it's going to work. They're just I, asking I have him to show,
1: throw shorter passes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have concerns about Cam. Um I don't think yeah, I, I have concerns about his consistency cuz last, well, last year he finished as a top 5 quarterback. It didn't feel like he was a top 5 quarterback. No, you he know, was he had a lot of bad on. games. And uh, if he has a bad offensive line, it, it <laughs> it's hurts gonna, it's him. gonna. Yeah, it is. It hurts
1: them, but at the same time, Cam is such a dual threat that I wonder if that helps take a little bit of pressure off that line. Like, if they had Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback instead, the defenses would be far more willing to just collapse that pocket and just pass rush every single play. If you pass rush against Cam and he escapes, that's 20 yards. In, yeah, in, in, true. In, in the blink of an eye. Cam ranked 22nd in consistency last year. Top wow. five fantasy quarterback. He had 20-plus fantasy points, 37.5% of the time.
0: All right. Well, we're going to get to the most added list, see who the people are adding, kind of catch you up on the last three days, which have been filled with a lot of important news. We also have an important contest for you to join, Fanduel.com slash FFT. Fanduel.com FFT. Join it and uh, play against us. Every single week, it's a $5 entry. That's nothing. Set a Fanduel lineup, and if you're in first place, you can win $500. And there are more payouts. Uh, after that as well, but um, I think we're accepting like over 1,200 people or something like that in the contest, so now's your time to sign up, fanduel.com FFT, and speaking of FFT, watch fantasy football today, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, and Sunday at 10 a.m., we used to do 11 a.m., now it's 10 a.m., even more football content for you on your Sundays, and that of course, those times are Eastern. All right, the most added list, everybody. Um, we've got the two Niners running backs at 1 and 2, with Morris the most added but still owned in fewer leagues than Brita. James Conner, 3. Um, then you got, like, Allen Robinson and Trey Burton up from 86 to 94%, from 82% to 90%. I don't know what that's all about. Royce Freeman, the Bears DST. Um, see if there's anybody here that's not owned in most leagues. Boston Scott is up to 17%. Hopefully we've talked about most of these guys, but here's one we haven't. George Kittle is 64% owned. And when we did tight end sleepers way back when, Dave, this was a tight end sleeper for you. Maybe he was a breakout. Uh, George Kittle, looks like he's going to play week one, right? Looks like he's going to be there. I have a lot of George Kittle. People stopped drafting him. He's 67%. He's 64% owned.
1: Adam, Jarek McKinnon is out for the year. True, This is a guy who's going to catch a ton of passes in the short area. This helps both tight ends in San Francisco, Garrett Selleck and George Kittle. Selick, to me, isn't as interesting. I think Kittle is... Certainly, the, the I think he's got the chance to be the better playmaker there.
2: I I could see him doing better than expected, north of 60 catches. He, for me, is right in that David Njoku, Tyler Eifert range of, I did not get one of the sure things at tight end. Let me draft some upside. Yes, yeah.
1: Right, but he's and at the top of the list for me.
2: I've got him right behind Eifert only because I know that if I draft Tyler Eifert, I have a I feel very confident I have a good tight end for week one you got a great matchup against the Colts. And if you've waited that long to draft your tight end, you're right on the border of deciding you're going to stream tight ends anyway.
1: Right. So True. If, if you start Eifert in week one, and let's just say he has a donut, you're going to, mm, that sounds good. Mm, Yeah, Uh, You're going to cut him because you're not going to use him week two against Baltimore, and you're going to go to your waiver wire and find somebody else, right? I
2: have a hard time even conceiving of the notion that Tyler Eifert stays healthy through week one and has a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that doesn't even seem possible against this Colts defense and the way Andy Dalton's used him in the past. So if he gets hurt, yes, I'm going to drop him and find somebody else.
0: And uh, Minnesota is Kittle's week one matchup. They allow the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So that does stink. You might have to stash him. Detroit was not good against tight ends. Uh, last year, that's their week two opponent. And the thing is, like you, you don't know what's going to carry over from, from year to year. However, I, I think we're all going to say that the Vikings are going to be a tough matchup for, yeah, I for don't, just about anyone.
2: I don't worry so much about good or bad against tight end in week one compared to what they were last year. I just worry about, and Dave mentioned it, He does, he's not sure the San Francisco's going to score a touchdown. That doesn't help George, oh, doesn't help George Kittle's chances of scoring a touchdown very Yeah, much.
0: Kittle's not a great Week 1 play, but he is a guy that is uh, that was being drafted until he got hurt, and then the people pretty much stopped drafting drafting him, maybe in half the leagues, because uh, he's gone up from 57% to 64%. Also on the most added list, Jordan Wilkins. He is 56% owned. So we don't know about Marlon Mack's status for Week 1. Uh, are you thinking Jordan... Like, What would you do if you had Jordan Wilkins and... Brida, Alf, Connor—we're out there.
1: Wilkins is going to
0: be toward the bottom of the list. He'll right.
1: probably—he might be ahead of Morris, but that's about it. Not Connor. No. And, well, assuming that Levion doesn't play.
0: Well, yeah, but we don't know. Like right now, well, we're I, assuming. So Le'Veon right now, plays. Connor's
1: at the top of the list, but the second Le'Veon Bell signs his franchise tender, and it looks like he's going to play. But that's something like Connor kinda... slides to the very bottom.
0: And that you don't want to drop Jordan Wilkins today for James Conner. I don't want to drop
1: Jordan Wilkins.
0: No,
2: I would not drop Jordan Wilkins for James Conner. I would drop him for Matt Breida.
0: Got the Bengals in week one, Jordan Wilkins. Uh, We've got uh, Daniel Carson, Carlson, excuse me, the Vikings kicker on uh, the most added list. I guess maybe Dan Bailey owners looking for a replacement. Michael Gallup, 56% own. Keelan Cole, 58% own. Who would you rather own, Gallup or Cole? Gallup. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd go with Gallup. And Geronimo Allison is 31% owned. Huge mistake last night. Adam
2: made a huge mistake, drafted his kicker and his defense before drafting Geronimo Allison, and then someone else. Someone him sniped him. you, right? Yeah. Well, no, I forgot. I hope it so, was where, who was the kicker?
0: Uh, Tucker.
2: Who was the defense?
0: Texans. But here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, you blew we, it. Okay, we were doing a live draft. I didn't really have, like the rankings in front of me we're about to go on the air to do a segment so i was just like all right i'll take a kicker i'll take a defense i didn't realize i had devonte adams so i think as a devonte adams owner i like to sort of handcuff my wide receiver if he goes, if Devonte Adams gets hurt, Geronimo Allison goes from thirty-one percent owned to ninety-one percent owned. You know, sure. So I just missed him, and then I saw somebody took him. I think it was really Heath's fault because I was using Heath's rankings and I didn't see Allison anywhere. You're blaming
2: to the draft. You're blaming, blaming yeah am blaming Heath. Yeah. You're the wings not were blaming way too yourself. good. The
0: wings were way too good. I got distracted. I don't think you're going to miss him. You don't think so? It's possible.
1: It's possible. It's absolutely. If Devonte Adams gets hurt, he will miss him
0: greatly. Or my oh, team would just Geronimo. be terrible. Oh, Geronimo. I don't know if I want to play that league out. I mean, like, I have to, but I i would like to give my team to a listener, baby. No, give it to Andrew. Give it to my son. Yeah, I don't know that he's gonna do much with it. He will like literally crap all over that team. Now, <laughs> Zip Recruiter. Oh yeah, what an awesome website for hiring. It's the smart way to hire. Okay, you know there are job sites that send you to ton that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. That's not smart. There are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. That is not smart. You know what else is not smart? Using your relatives to fill in at work while you look for staff. It could be a very, very challenging thing. But if you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, that is smart. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, a great move. Hire the right person. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful matching technology, scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So that's why you're going to get qualified candidates, and you're going to get them fast. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. It is ZipRecruiter.com FFT. ZipRecruiter.com FFT. One more time, people. ZipRecruiter.com. Slash FFT. Zip Recruiter is the smartest way to hire. We got a little Team Name Tuesday coming up later. I know everybody's excited about that. How are you guys feeling right now about your teams, your drafts? You're done, right? No.
2: No, I've got two slow drafts that are still ongoing. And uh, I've got some, some best ball drafts on the draft app that I'm going to fire up in the next couple of days for uh, listeners.
1: I have one more auction, and I think I'm going to build another league. With some of the guys that were on the telethon.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah. You want to get fine. in? No. Oh. I think I have, I'm you have up too to many 12, leagues? and I've never done more you than nine. You don't want to play against? So the likes of, I no. you know, who was on? I don't know. No it, names. Seems fun, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, so let, let, let me read an email. From George. Email of the day is from George. at CBSI.com. Is he from the jungle? He is from the jungle, and he did not love his team. He said, I had a thought about a potential subject of discussion for an upcoming show. Uh, it's a little last minute, but if you could incorporate this in any way, that'd be great. The theme would be, so you had a bad draft. I had to sing it. Keep it's, going. Essentially, the discussion would revolve around how to recover from a draft that you're not pleased with. Waiver wire moves, trade proposals, etc., I recently found myself in this position, despite the wonderful expert advice from the CBS crew. I was picking tenth in a twelve-team league, and I just felt every pick got away from me. Sorely disappointed, to say the least. Dave, you had a bad draft. What I do you took do? took one down.
1: Uh-huh. I drafted two kickers. They called me a clown. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's that's as far as I got. What do you do? Well, you gave me the time to think of it by going on and on with George's email. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I do. Let's let's. Let's watch some football first, George. I, I know you're not happy with your team, but sometimes you can be surprised in life. And even though we like a lot of great players and there's other ones that you might not like and you ended up with them on your team, let's see what they do. Let's not go into panic yeah. mode.
0: That's what I was going to say. Sometimes the teams listen, I hate maybe, end up being good.
1: Like I, did he send his roster? No. Do we know what it looks like? Mm-mm. Maybe he took three kickers. <laughs> he maybe did. he took a tight end, a quarterback, and a defense before his second running back. I've seen people do that. That's weird. You might not like your team after that happens. But I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't rush a trade. I wouldn't um, – I, I, I just, just chill out, set a lineup, and enjoy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the teams that you love end up being duds. Sometimes the teams that you hate end up being great. So you didn't draft a bad team yet. We don't know. News and notes. Nick Foles is going to start week one for Philadelphia. They got Atlanta on Thursday. Any interest? In starting him? Yeah. Uh, no. What did I say, Heath, that Nick Foles had 30 or more fantasy points in three of five games? Sounds like something you said. I think that was true. Uh, in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, the he actually played six games, but I'm not counting Week 17 against Dallas. He didn't play much.
1: I bet they have some very clever wrinkles. One of them is going to be, expect a lot of two-tight end sets. You're going to see a lot of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. They were very happy with Goddard in, in training camp. In the preseason, he didn't look super hot. He, he looked fine, I guess. But if you're streaming tight ends, maybe you're not ready to go with Antonio Gates. Dallas Goddard, a name to consider.
0: Uh, Nathan Peterman's going to start for Buffalo. No, we're not interested. Sam Darnold's going to start for the Jets. How do you feel about the Lions' DST? I
1: don't think they're going to be that great of a DST. I think just in general, their defense isn't going to be that great.
2: But I don't mind him as a week one
1: streamer. That's as far as I'll go, but there's other like I'll I will take the Bears ahead of them. I know that the Bears are taking on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, but they've got Khalil Mack. I will take I a will good defense in a tough no, matchup over if the, the Lions. Against, I
2: could just see them falling apart. If the Bears were at home or if this was a day game, maybe I'm not starting yeah, a defense yeah. against Aaron Rodgers in prime time. Yeah, he goes crazy.
0: He goes crazy. Uh, Oakland released Martavis right. Bryant. He's facing a suspension. Oakland also acquired AJ McCarron for a fifth round pick, so it's okay. They wasted a third-round pick on Martavis Bryant. They gave up Khalil Mack, but they got A.J. McCarron. Uh, Jeremy Hill beat <laughs> out Mike Gillisley. Could Jeremy Hill, like, get the goal line work or He could score three touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants Jeremy Hill, right?
2: I don't want him, but in a deeper league, I, I have him on some rosters.
0: We're going to play beat the waiver wire. We usually do that on Friday. We look at players that we think could have big week ones and tell you to pick them up now. Uh, I... Is Jeremy Hill going to be on Beat the Waiver Wire? It's possible. In a deeper league. Cleveland may be starting Desmond Harrison at left tackle. He's an undrafted free agent. How much does that concern you guys? That's kind of annoying. It's
2: not good. Pete Prisco had some interesting things to say about it the other day in the office, though, and said this guy has really good pedigree. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's just a nobody.
1: Can he like hold up the pedigree to help stop T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree from getting to Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. You no, know, you can't go this fast, guys. I got pedigree. Yeah, that's not like yeah. gonna happen. I, I, if I'll, I'll trust the Browns. What? What?
2: I'll trust the Browns.
1: They, I,
0: the first time that's ever been said, but in, in any podcast,
1: did they even say it in the draft day
0: movie? Oh, definitely not.
1: Yeah, um, I've never seen the draft day movie. Don't be shocked I mean, if don't, if, don't, if, don't, don't if this guy it. struggles. Vontae Mack, no matter what. If if this guy struggles in the first half, that they move back to Batonio at tackle. Was that Lord a draft reference? Yeah,
0: draft. Was it called draft or draft day? Draft day. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I really don't remember. I, call it, I I didn't actually dislike the movie. I thought it was fine. You can but watch it once. You never need to see it again. Uh, I did watch a good movie. I'll tell you about it. Dallas did not put uh, Travis Frederick on IR, so that's get, nice. That's good. We're yeah. hoping for. We have no timetable. Hoping for a swift recovery and right tackle Jack Conklin for the Titans he is off the pup list but unlikely to play in week one at Miami I watched the Billie Jean King movie oh I
1: bet that was fantastic
0: it was it was really good Yeah, it was a story about her playing Bobby Gibbs who I had never heard of um, and uh, yeah it was really cool and what's her name the actress who plays what's I, her name oh you know who it is no idea oh she's in all those movies oh okay Julia Roberts. <laughs> How do I not thinking of her name? She's in Superbad. You ever seen Superbad? Uh, She's in so Yeah, big... I've seen Superbad. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. And Steve Carell is awesome in it. Anyway, I recommend it. Uh, some stats that matter, maybe. Or should we do the waiver wire instead?
1: Let's go to the waiver wire.
0: All right, let's do the waiver wire. We'll get to these stats when we preview the games this week. Uh, Andy Dalton. So Jamie sent this list of waiver wire guys. If you need a quarterback for week one, we've got Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, and Jameis Winston is obviously not for week one, but he's only 48% owned. Would you guys start Dalton or Flacco over say Jimmy Garoppolo? I would start Dalton over Garoppolo. No problem.
2: Yeah. I'd start Dalton over Garoppolo. I'd start him over Mahomes. I'm going to say something crazy here and nobody's going to do this because it's week one and you start the guys you drafted and nobody wants to take this type of chance, I would start Andy Dalton over Russell Wilson.
0: They are back-to-back
2: in my ranking.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, I was thinking of asking that. I was like, nah, eh, nobody's going to do that, but you're right. I know nobody's going to do it, but I'm telling you that I would do it. Dalton yeah. is at the Colts. Wilson is at the Broncos. Yeah, if you're big into playing the matchups, then that's a move that you
1: make. But if you like starting really good fantasy players, then you start Russell And
0: there Wilson. is one name that's not on this list. Can I just ask about Fa- Flacco? What are your expectations for him? I, I
2: don't know that he has to throw much in
0: this game.
1: I think that, first of all, I think Buffalo's defense can still be decent. It's just game script is going to get away from them because their offense is so terrible. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ready yeah. to, I, I like Flacco as like a GPP quarterback in daily. Like, I might start him in our FanDuel tournament.
0: Okay. But I'm not... I'm starting I'm, Dalton as of now. <laughs> okay. Well,
1: and that's the thing. Like, a lot of people are going to start Andy Dalton, and I want to go in a different direction because I don't want to be with the herd on that. Uh, Flacco, I don't want to trust right away.
2: Um, yeah, I, I even have Flacco behind Mahomes, and I've got Mahomes my quarterback 23, so I don't have much interest in him. Can I tell you the other guy, though, that's not on the list?
0: One second. just I, have to wanna, say this, wanna, or I'm going to forget. I just going to say, the Bills actually allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year... Because their run defense was so bad, they were the team that everybody ran on. Right. They have so a lot if of. If that injuries. happens again, that's that's something to keep in mind. All right, who's it gonna be? I, I'm gonna. I've got one Eli guy. Manning against the Jaguars. I'm gonna oh, say Bortles.
2: Nope, Bortles is ahead of Mahomes. Okay, but that's not who I'm thinking. Of. Who? Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, Fitzmagic did not make my top twenty-four.
0: Interesting. All
1: right,
0: who is
2: it? It's Tyrod Taylor.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, wh- I don't. He f- said you can call him Tyrod. By the way,
2: I, I'll call him. Terod or Tyrod. His mother calls him Tarod. I'm going to stick with the same Kamara Kamara thing. Whatever mom says is what your name is. Uh, He is a top 13 quarterback for me this week, and he will be in that same range every single week that he remains the starter for the Browns. This is the best situation of his career. I do think they'll be playing from behind, although not way behind. I agree with Dave. It'll be a relatively close game because the Browns are able to move the ball and put some points up.
0: This is the most interesting game for me, fantasy-wise. Like, the Browns... Are going to have a really big impact on a lot of people's fantasy seasons, and we have to see what they can do. And the Steelers the Steelers without Ryan Shazier last year had a terrible run defense. Um but they are thought of as a good defense. This is thought to be a tough test.
2: And I'm not sure they are a good defense.
0: They got talent there. I, I, I think I put they're a little the the average, pack. right? Middle Yeah, of the pack. right, right. Okay. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh running backs. So yeah, it's Breida... It's Morris. Bilal Powell 67% owned. Lions, I think the Lions are set up to have a really terrible run defense. They were terrible without Haloti Nada last year. They were bad in the preseason. It's not like the Patriots had that good of a run defense last year, so it's not like you can say, hey, Matt Patricia is going to fix their run defense. Like They need better personnel, in my opinion. So what do you think about Bilal Powell this week?
1: I'm very nervous to trust Bilal Powell. Now, if you're going to tell me that Crowell... What's his situation? He's going to play. Yeah. So that's a split, and we've seen the Jets do this to us before, where Bilal Powell looks like he's going to be great, and we should trust him. And then, oh wait, he only gets eight carries and like three catches. I'm I don't I'm not ready to trust. Which Bilal which Powell. Jet did you rank higher this week? I think I have Crowell
2: higher. I have pa- Powell higher. I think he can score. And I think I do think like the Jets' game plan here has to be: you got a rookie quarterback starting in his first game, it has to be control the clock. And they may be able to do that against the Lions. So I, I don't
0: mind starting Powell or Crowell as a flex. Other running backs you could consider. Jordan Wilkins, uh, 49% owned. Corey Clement. Corey Clement, I think, right? Yes. Corey Clement, Thursday night. I mean, the thing is, look, there's no buys. <laughs> so you got to be in deep leagues to, to want Corey, Clem- Corey Clement, right? Or Austin Eckler Uh that, Ty Montgomery is kind of interesting, 62%. I don't know what to expect from him. Guys. How many
1: fantasy owners are so desperate for running back help that they're, they're turning to these guys in week one? The McKinnon owner. But I, okay, that's a good call. Yeah. Especially if they don't have Brita or if they're just not comfortable starting Brita because of the Well,
0: lineup. and I think there
2: are a lot of, le- like half of our leagues we drafted over a month ago. Right, and there are people that have early drafts like we do. Not maybe not quite as early as we do, but if you drafted two or three weeks ago, several things
0: have changed. So, other than other than the forty nine ers who are at Minnesota, which are the running backs that have like very tough matchups this week? Uh, the Seattle, Oakland, yeah. So, oh, Chris Carson. I mean, is he a must start, or would you think about playing the waiver wire?
2: I think I'd go with Carson over the waiver wire. I would rather start, start Bilal Pell than Chris Carson.
0: But not Ty Montgomery? No. no. Is Ty Montgomery someone we should take a flyer on? He's in the flyer group. Not this week. Just let's only in PPR. See. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just I think he's going to be like a part-time fantasy starter for you.
2: Part-time I think he could be right starter. in that same range yeah. as yeah. Gio, as James White, as Duke Johnson, as Theo Riddick. And they're PPR running backs.
0: All right, let's go to wide receivers. Chris Godwin is 25% owned. Even if you don't want to start him this week against the Saints, 25% owned, that is not high enough for Chris Godwin. Michael Gallup is 50% owned, maybe up a little bit from there. Keelan Cole, same range. Kenny Galladay. John Ross is 22%. Galladay is also in the 50% range. John Ross, 22%.
2: Ross could be a great fan to a play because a lot of people are going to have that Andy Dalton, A.J. Green stack if you want to kind of mix things up a little bit hope that Ross is the one that scores the touchdowns, you go Dalton and Ross. That's that's how you get a little contrarian without going
0: away from the top option at quarterback. I feel like everybody's on Keelan Cole, but D.D. Westbrook is 28% owned. I mean, not everybody's on Keelan Cole. <laughs> He's only 52% owned, but D.D. Westbrook is 28% owned. Nobody cares. So, okay, Chris Godwin, Geronimo Allison, D.D. Westbrook, Anthony Miller, John Ross. They're all owned in less than 30% of leagues. I said Godwin, wow. Allison... Anthony Miller, Westbrook, and John Ross. What do you think, Dave? Who do you like? Godwin is at the top yeah. of the list. Not even close. Right.
1: Like, they're just based on what we've heard and what we've seen. Look, he's, he's going to be – let's just start with this. Forget about him being, like, the number one guy in Tampa Bay because that's really hard to imagine with Mike Evans there. But when they're in the red zone, he's a big body who's going to be in single coverage because Mike Evans, at first anyway, is going to draw double coverage. No doubt about it, he's going to have a chance to score – every week that doesn't mean he's going to get a lot of yardage every week it might only be i don't know 30 yards 40 yards on top of it but i think he's got some high upside and that's a guy i want to have on my
0: team who's second on that list to you
1: miller yeah
0: i think think it might might be ross
2: for me
1: i uh, can i i'll express my concerns about ross number one i'm worried that he won't stay healthy and number two i feel like if he doesn't catch a 70 yard touchdown, he's going to give you two fantasy points.
0: I think, though, if you look at a guy who's less than 30% owned, and there are other players like John Wallace and DD Westbrook, whatever, they're in the same range, I don't really care about health, right? Because if you're if just they taking get a step. Yeah, if they get hurt, I drop him, I pick someone when else. When do up. you start John Ross? If he has a big game, in you're going to go right one, back to him the next week, and he's not, not necessarily, but it's a good guy to have on your team. If you think there's a chance that John Ross if he stays healthy, could have a big season, then you should pick him up. Yeah, sure. You know, It's tough. I think the hard part right now is I can make a case to add all of those guys. It's who to drop is tough right now. You don't want to drop somebody that you drafted. You like them for a reason on draft day. So that could be difficult. You want Uh, to run
1: through some receivers?
0: Sure, if you'd like. I'll go to tight ends. Tyler Eifert at Indianapolis will be a popular DFS play this week. And worth starting. Is Tyler Eifert in your top 10 this week, guys? Around there? He is just outside, but I've got him 13th. Okay. George Kittle we talked about. Eric Ebron against the Bengals. Antonio Gates has uh, the Chiefs. And Austin Safarian Jenkins is actually 45% owned, and I wonder if that's a week one thing. And even another, even
2: guy, another guy I'd consider streaming is Benjamin Watson.
0: Yeah. I, again, I, I, they are uh, the,
2: the Saints have the highest implied point total, according to Vegas. That's who Vegas expects to score the most points this week. And I would like to, if I'm going to just reach on a guy that I'm streaming, I'd like to reach on a guy
0: that's gonna, on a team that's going to score a bunch of points. Viva Las Vegas. Uh, DSDs, the Falcons, 30%. Do you trust the Falcons in this game at the Eagles?
1: No Carson Wentz, no Alshon Jeffrey, a banged-up Jay Ajayi, the...
0: Is he banged up, or was he just I mean, he's, in
1: limited, he's limited in he's, practice, and he didn't practice for a week before. He's got a foot now. problem, and he has bone on is bone it on foot? his knees. Is it foot? I believe so, yes. They, they just said lower body. The foot is part of the lower body, so that checks out. Yeah, I like the Falcons DST this week.
0: Lions against the Jets. Who do you like, the Falcons, the Lions, or the Packers?
1: As far as DSTs go, yeah. give me the Falcons. No, I actually have the Packers one spot ahead of the Falcons. I'll go with
0: the Lions. Okay. Packers, Falcons, Lions. And Lions,
2: Packers, Falcons.
0: <laughs> All right, fine. So the Lions, Packers, Falcons in some order. And who's a, a high-owned DST that you'd start them over? Texans, Chargers. But you can't drop those DSTs. Nope. Like H-Rx. You might have to roster two this week. Or just stick it out and, and I play the Texans.
2: And I'm not shying away from the Chargers. It depends on what type of league you're in. Because if you, if they get oh, penalized, I like the Chargers. sacks they, and picks. I mean, if they get penalized for points given up and you can get negatives in those range or you get penalized for yards given up, they, they'll probably give up a bunch of points and yards in garbage time. But I have little doubt they're going to have a couple of interceptions and probably multiple sacks.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Also, the Panthers against the Cowboys. Cowboys don't turn the ball over much, but we probably don't see them scoring a lot of points in this game. So you can keep an eye on the Panthers. And uh, if you need a kicker, Mason Crosby, Graham Gano, Adam Vinatieri. Like Vinatieri could have a great year, if the Colts are back. C sixty three percent own. It's Tuesday. That means it's team name Tuesday. Hey, Zeki, do you love me? We're gonna get a ton of. Can we just Zoologes. ban those from at this yeah, point? Yeah, I think we're done. Okay, no more. Mister Rogers neighborhood for Jacquez. Yes, for Jacquez Rogers. That
2: it's got a D in it.
0: Uh, yeah. He did not say. He did not put the D. Maybe in. it's for Chester. Aaron Rodgers spells it with a D or no? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So there's no D in this. Sorry, quiz does too. Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Yeah, you this got is for Chester. But Eli Rodgers. Right. Chester, Chester, Chester Rogers. And Eli That's who it Rogers is. is. Don't have the D. Hotel Odell Galladay Inn. Hotel Odell Galladay. Well, Inn. you got to sing
2: it. But Galladay has an O in it. Not.
0: Yeah, Hull. he wrote Galladay. That screwed me up. Yeah. Sanu kids on the block. They spelled Sanu right. Kareem Hunt for Red October. Lev Bell have hath no fury. Lev Bell hath no fury, and here's to you, Alan Robinson. All right, all we've right. heard that one before. Hateful Tate, I haven't heard that one. I like that one. Good win hunting. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. That's if you've good.
1: got Marquise Goodwin and Kareem Hunt, that works.
0: Yeah. Uh, the talented Mr. Ridley. He's very talented. Calvin. Some like it wat. Some like it wat. Thank you for not singing that one. Watson, Watt's off. Watt's on, Watt's off. It, like takes, it. A <laughs> yeah, it takes a second. You did the Karate Kid Yeah, It takes a second. You got to move the hand with it. Oh, but you have two Texans there. I didn't even realize J.J. Watt could be in that. Watson, Watt's off. I like that. Uh, How about Watson, Watt's Goff? Is that too far little A too much, little too, the too G- much. A little too much. You can use Sanders or Thomas, but please don't use Jake Butt. Heath? <laughs> that's, that's good Except that's you good. should use Jake Butt He's good And of course that was by Sir Mixon Lot Sir Mixon Lot uh, And then there, somebody gave us two Rick and Morty references Wubba Lubba Chub Chub Okay And uh, the Whirly Girly Conspiracy I've only seen about two minutes of Rick and uh, Morty That's two minutes more than I've seen I should love it Like all my yeah, friends yeah, yeah, love yeah, it yeah. I didn't really... It didn't work for me. Yeah, i got to give it, it another shot. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, and three is a crowder. Three is a crowder is good. I like that you one. You should have
1: ended with the... Uh, you can use Sanders or Thomas, but please don't use Jake Butt.
0: So, come play with us. If you didn't get in the podcast league, this is your chance to compete against us every single week at FanDuel.com slash FFT. And we love FanDuel. I've got only one lineup so far, but I will have more. I'll probably have three or four. On Sunday. Heath, uh, will you you hit 50 50 lineups this week? Probably times three. Really? Wow. 150
2: 150
0: different lineups. 150 different lineups. That's incredible. I I will not play them all in our contest. (laughs) That would be unfair. Okay, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, So look, it's almost over. The wait's over. Football's here. It's time to set those lineups. I've set mine. Good, good, good. Who's your quarterback? Case Keenum. Ah, interesting. How about
1: that for a contrarian play?
0: That is interesting, and sometimes you want to go contrarian, but you don't necessarily want to be too contrarian. But you see, well, Heath will you know, he's kind of our DFS guy. We'll let him tell you strategy throughout the year. There's also this Survivor Contest, a free $250,000 Survivor Contest, the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. You pick one team to win each week. You cannot reuse that team again for the rest of the season. It locks before week one. You are running out of time. Sign up right now. Go to fanduel.com fft if you're a new user, you get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. So, again, come play with us. Compete against us. Have some awesome fun on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash FFT. I had a lot on this show that we didn't get to. That's why we have tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll talk about new faces in new places. Or is it old faces in new places? What do you? What would you guys say?
1: Old faces, new places.
0: I think it's new faces in new places because they're new to the place, so that's the face new. But issue. your face
1: didn't change. To the people in the place that it did. No, it didn't. What if they're young, though? You've always had the same face. face?
0: That's the thing, right? You don't want to say people have an old face. It's an insult. Adam, you have an old face. I definitely do not have an old face. Uh, And I looked like Heath's kid brother yesterday during the telethon. He's
2: (laughs) so much taller than I am. My goodness. Somebody asked. uh, uh, They knew I brought my son to the draft, but they thought that you were my son. I didn't (laughs) realize he was behind us drafting. (laughs) See,
0: I don't have an old face. Uh, I want to talk about Alan Robinson this week. Brandon Cooks. Case Keenum. Adrian Peterson, etc. Uh, but we should read some emails. FantasyFootball at CBSi.com. We want to hear what's on your mind. This is from John in a small Florida town. Lakeland. Dear Robbie, Billy, Sonny, and Bobby. Robbie, Billy, Sonny, and Bobby. Those are Adam Sandler characters. They are. Should I drop Chris Godwin for Sony Michelle? Ooh. What's your running back, depth Flake? He's got... Melvin Gordon, Alex Collins, Mark Ingram, looks like that's it. Oh, Jamal Williams, that's a big one.
1: Wow, he's got good running back depth. I I think if Sony Michelle is on the waiver wire in your league already, you can just let him stay there. Stick with Godwin, see what he does in week one. If you're not impressed, go get Sony or somebody else.
2: Yeah, I would. I think I would probably do that because he also has Odell Beckham, Ty Hilton, Josh Gordon, and Will Fuller. Right. So this he's. He's got a stacked team. It's a stacked I, team. I, I, I would drop, I would drop Jameis Winston.
1: That's
0: what I would do. Oh,
1: oh he's got Jameis yep. on his team. Yeah, dump him.
0: Instead of Chris Godwin? Yeah.
1: yeah. Now you've got Godwin and Soma.
0: Heath doesn't like what I, he, he's. You, I, everybody's he, going he's to, everybody
1: in. who drafted Jameis Winston is going to I will not Winston. <laughs> and when they do, you pick him <laughs> up.
0: He's like, you're no son of mine. That's what he's thinking right now. Uh, Gary in Muskegon, Michigan. I have to cut one of these guys to pick up a defense. It's a PPR league. Who do I cut? Geo, Duke. Bilal, Rex Burkhead, Jordan Reed. I already have Kelsey. Geo, Duke, Bilal Powell, Rex Burkhead, Jordan Reed. Who does he got?
1: Gio if he doesn't have Joe Mixon. I'd cut Duke.
0: Wow. That's Patrick. Nice. Where's Patrick from?
1: Patrick is from Bolingbrook, Illinois.
0: Hey, Thomas Alexander and Leonardo. And uh, Leonardo? Leonardo. Leonardo? Nice. <laughs> uh, Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, and Leonardo da Vinci. I don't are they just all inventors? I guess they're inventors. Creators. Would you drop Ty Montgomery for Matt Breed? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't need any more
2: context, just yes.
0: Steve from a Christmas town in Michigan.
2: What am I missing? Christ- Christmas, Michigan?
0: A Christmas I have no idea. I think Heath's the only one that would know out of the three of us. Yeah, right? probably. Why is that I just
1: You're the only one who celebrates Christmas yeah, on this podcast. True.
0: true, you should know this. Uh, he says, I like Christmas, I just don't celebrate it. Dear Tim, Randy, Brad, and Mark. I do celebrate Christmas now, by the way. Married into that. Great addition. Congratulations. Right, have life. you set
1: up the tree? Yeah. You like it? I heard it's a pain.
0: Once we get the tree in the house, I like it. Getting the tree in the house is terrible. You get little, little, you know, Parts of the tree? All over, the everywhere. Miniature they're leaves, branches? They're like, what are they called? Needles. You yeah. Know? yeah. Everywhere. Pine needles, Pie, right? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, it's fun. Uh, Dear Tim, Randy, Brad, and Mark, that would be home improvement. Home improvement. Half PPR, who would you start at flex? LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Williams, or Jamison Crowder? Jamal Williams. Over McCoy, huh?
2: Yep. Hmm. Oh, now Dave's doing the Heath side. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was my Heath side. I want to see who I projected higher. Do I have time? Yeah, because we'll my we'll knee jerk reaction it. is just to go with Shady anyway.
0: This is from JC. While you look that up, where's J.C. from?
1: Portland, Oregon.
0: Oh, he plays in a league with an idiot moron. Carson Wentz was dropped in my league, but I already have Mahomes as a backup to Andrew Luck. So he has Luck and Mahomes. Should he drop Mahomes for Wentz?
2: I actually have Carson Wentz ranked higher than Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Uh, And so I think as a backup quarterback, I probably would. Dave? I'm... Too busy. To okay, that's fine. Next
0: up fine. is from Dwayne. Where's Dwayne from? Miami, Florida. Am I crazy if I trade Le'Veon Bell for Melvin Gordon in half, in 10-team half PPR? Yeah,
1: you're panicking if you do that. You, you didn't draft Melvin Gordon ahead of Le'Veon Bell. You took Le'Veon Bell you're first. Right. You're in panic mode. You're crazy. And
0: Frank is from Christmas, Michigan. Oh, that's the name no, of the No, I town? just said, I don't know. Uh, Frank's from Christmas, Michigan. Week one, I have running back issues. I need one of the following Boston Scott. I almost said Bart Scott. Boston Scott. He's not going to get you any fantasy points. James Conner. He can't wait for football this Sunday. <laughs> Corey Clement and Adrian Peterson. Peterson.
1: Yeah, I guess. So to answer the earlier question. Why is your
0: hand so close to me? Are you going to touch me? No. Okay, good. I'm
1: just, I'm actually stretching it. I was actually sitting on my thumb. And like it went numb. I was correct. So and, and you're dumb.
2: I was correct. What? It is Christmas, Michigan. Oh really? Yes. Not to be confused with Hanukkah, Wyoming.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, great place. I have LaShawn McCoy. Days a year, it's bouncing.
1: I have Shady and Jameson Crowder tied for thirteen point six PPR fantasy points. It was half PPR. And they're both behind Jamal Williams. Oh, who all I projected right. for
0: the highest. Jamal Williams, that num- would be my pick. Numerous pick, right? Uno. Yep. Humero numero uno, we're out, we're done, we're done with the show. Uh, what, what's going on, guys? It's good to see you. This is the part where Jamie would go, "Gotta go, bye." Go bye. And he'd he'd walk door. out the
1: door and slam the door. Well, but now we're here, and I think you should give a proper outro.
0: I forgot what I do. I like build up.
1: This is it. This is your outro right now.
0: This is my outro, Dave. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I think so. Thursday is football day, baby. That means on the couch, mushroom pizza. Oh,
1: you had me till then.
0: Bottle of water, because I don't drink beer, and three hours of Falcons Eagles. Two Super Bowl contenders meeting on week one. I've never seen a week one matchup this compelling, not only for fantasy purposes, but for NFL purposes. I am fired
1: up. Your face is showing it. The emotion is pouring I out of I cannot
0: wait. Let's get this going. Do you have anything else to add? Nah, 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 nah. nah.